Mary, said Miss Lucas. She's so unhappy, cast out of the only home she's ever known, rejected by the family she loves. Can you imagine it, Maddie? Can you imagine how she must feel? Miss Lucas fixed me with a tragic gaze. Her eyes were swimming. I made another encouraging, mmm, sound. Maybe, I thought, I could play one of the spoilt little rich girls. I'd enjoy that. So, there she is, said Miss Lucas, tossed out with the rubbish, all alone in the cold and the dark. But wait, she flung up a hand. What's this sniffing around the bin? It's a fox. Miss Lucas clasped her hands to her bosom. I clasped mine as well, to show that I was living it with her. He drags the poor fairy out and starts playing with her, tossing her about. We both made tossing motions. Until, in the end, Miss Lucas sank back. He tires of the game. He drops her in the gutter, plosh, and goes running off. The poor little soul is left there face down. Miss Lucas drooped. She's cold, she's wet, her once beautiful skirt is torn and muddy, her poor heart is broken. I said, that is really sad. I wondered if it was a part that I would want to play. Being broken-hearted is not really my thing. I mean, I could be, obviously, but it's not what I'm best at. Anyway, said Miss Lucas, time passes and we cut to a different family, a mum and her three children, Two little girls, one little boy. Well, the boy isn't that little, about your age, I'd say. I sat up, bright and expectant. Maybe I could play the boy. I'd be good at playing a boy. This is an underprivileged family, said Miss Lucas. Dad's no longer around. Mum is on her own. They're having to live in a B&B. Excuse me? I obviously looked puzzled. Bed and breakfast. Miss Lucas whispered it, as if it was too dreadful to say out loud. Sometimes they even have to visit a food bank. What kind of a Christmas can they look forward to? Not a very nice one, I said. Not a very nice one at all. No tree, no fairy, hardly anything in the way of presents. One little girl isn't very well, and she does so want a tree and a fairy to go on top. But Mum can't afford it. Sadly, Miss Lucas shook her head. I waited expectantly. At least she couldn't ask me to play the sick little girl. She'd need someone younger for that. So next, said Miss Lucas, we have a scene where the little boy is walking along the road, scuffing his feet, miserable because he can't do anything to help his little sister. I nodded. I could scuff my feet and kick things. Little boys were always kicking things. I think probably, said Miss Lucas, that both this scene and the one with the fox. I had a moment of horror. Please, please, I thought, don't ask me to play the part of a fox. I can see you're looking worried, said Miss Lucas. You're asking yourself, how do we portray a fox? I'm sure it can be done. There's a girl in year six. Oh, I thought, lucky her. Anyway, as I was saying, I think those two scenes should both take place in front of the curtain. What do you think? like I was some kind of expert. I said, yes, that's an excellent idea, because they'd be street scenes. Exactly, Miss Lucas looked pleased. I thought we could get the art department to paint a suitable backcloth, houses, shops, that kind of thing. That would be really good, 
I said. It would, wouldn't it? We obviously think alike. So there's the little boy wandering along when suddenly he catches sight of something in the gutter. What can it be? The fairy, I said. The fairy, poor, wet, bedraggled fairy. To cut a long story short, said Miss Lucas, he rescues her, takes her back with him. Mum helps clean her up, even manages to make her a new skirt and mend her wand, while the little boy uses silver foil to turn an old abandoned umbrella into, guess what? A Christmas tree. Such a wonderful surprise for his little sisters when they wake up on Christmas morning. Is she really ours? whispered Miss Lucas. Can we keep her? Mum assures them that they can, so all ends well for everybody. The little girls have their Christmas tree fairy, and the Christmas tree fairy has a new...